Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Time now for the balloon party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Yes. Well, Grand Balloon Party 101 ESPN. Tim McKernan with you here for an hour. Just one hour. Just one hour. I mean, there has been an overwhelming, overwhelming groundswell for us to do an hour and a minute or two. Right, which sometimes we do. Which too. sometimes we do. <laughs> but uh, we have we have one hour. Timothy Michael McKernan, Action Jackson with you. I was going to leave with the Cardinals game since many of you probably didn't see it since it didn't end until after midnight But uh, with the rain delay in Atlanta. But uh, Jackson uh, changed the lineup because he wants everybody to know that he shot a 75 on Sunday mm-hmm. and uh, wants to go hole by hole through his <laughs> career best round. So, Jackson, take it away. Uh, the first 12-minute segment, uh, we'll do the front nine. <laughs> it was just it was great. I chipped in on two. Really nice shot. And then just rode that, <laughs> that wave from there. And also, Jackson wanted everybody to know that he grew up with a pool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, under In-ground pool. Wasn't he? No, when you say in ground, you were looking at me because you know I'm from South City, and you know for every one in ground pool, there's essentially an aluminum <laughs> cattle pool I, I was, that we have, you know, maybe by a ten to one ratio. I was, and I took offense to that, and I hope many of you did as well. As Jackson flashes a his 75 career best, and b his in ground pool. It's like, oh, I have a pool. No, I have an in ground pool. So right. I'm different than the rest of you. That's what I sense that was. I'm actually impressed that it was aluminum. I was anticipating some sort of inflatable for uh, Very offensive. the above ground Very pools. Offensive. You know. I'm going to tweet and try to get you uh, canceled this afternoon. It's all right. Uh, if anyone deserves it, it's me. Thank you. I Now now everybody's on the same page. Hey, 101 ESPN has your chance to win a four-pack of tickets to next week's sold-out Budweiser Bash for Cardinals and Dodgers on Tuesday, July 12th. Good news that the Dodgers are coming to town. Bad news for the Cardinals. They have the worst record against anybody with a uh, with a winning record. But maybe, you know what, the Dodgers have had problems with uh, the Pirates. So maybe they, they have yeah, there's, right. there's this nationally central brand of baseball. Yeah. Maybe the Cardinals can, uh, hey, the Cardinals uh, swept the Padres. So maybe the Cardinals own the National League West. They just have problems with the teams from the Easts. Uh, next week's Bud Bash giveaway features a limited edition Willie McGee bobblehead. Cardinals and Dodgers and a Willie McGee bobblehead? How do you do? How about that? Man. Yeah, huge. Get all the details for Bud ba- Budweiser Bash Nights at Bush Stadium. Now at cardinals.com slash promotions. Uh, Jackson, how are you going to decide on who gets it? I'm just going to stick with what works. That's text of the day. So I will uh, be monitoring the text, which is usually bad for my self-esteem, but that's the, the sacrifice I'm willing to make so that someone can go to this Cardinals game. For these Bud Bash well, we have a few that are already contenders <laughs> nearly going as conditions are prime for scoring. Typical private school kid thinks we give a damn about his upbringing and his good golf outing. He has ego through the roof in caps. It's from the 618. I, I went to a public school. The gentleman across the dais. Went to Mike a, Ryder? Are you talking about Mike Ryder? I went to a private school. <laughs> I went to a public high school. 
but you did want to lead with A, your lowest round ever, and B, the fact that you not only had a pool, but it was an in-ground pool I had to, to kind of differentiate from from my neighbors yeah, well, growing just, up. A lot of people have pools, but not that many people have in-ground pools. Right. And that, that's the key. When I hear pool, I don't even think above-ground pool. That's a tub. Action sections a spoiled little bee growing up on daddy's money. That's from the sixth one. Now, Lisa, Lisa's our safe space. I would like to call this the Lisa show. This should be. Because Lisa, to me, I see a text from Lisa, and I know it's going to be pleasant, and she says, congratulations, Jackson. Thank you, Lisa. God. Why can't everyone be more like Lisa? Stick a putter up your arrogant ass in the deep end of your pool while wearing an anvil as a necklace, you mouth-breathing ghoul. I think whoever sent that in should go see... The Cardinals and Dodgers and get a Willie McGee bobblehead. If I had a vote, but I have no vote. No, that's certainly the leader in the clubhouse right there. I mean, <laughs> an anvil as a necklace. What a great cartoon reference right there. It's outstanding. Uh, hey, uh, the Cardinals did lose again last night. Uh, it's It's been problematic when they deal with teams with winning records. Uh, so far, the record, if I'm not mistaken, I had it up earlier. It's 18-23. and 23. That is the worst of any team that is in the playoffs uh, at the moment, in the National League, for the record, the Brewers, who the Cardinals now trail by three games, are 19-21. and 21, The best record against teams above 500. Want to take a guess, Jackson? I know you don't know it. Just fire a bullet. Might as well. And I know where you're going to go, and I'm telling you that's not the answer. So I think I just helped you out. Mets. Nicely done. Thank you. Because you're like, oh, Dodgers, but then I told you it's not where you're going to go. No. That's just... how we communicated. I knew where you were going to be on the floor, right? and then we got an easy layup. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Yeah, the Mets. That sounds about right. Uh, so with regards to the way things have gone here as of late, yeah, the Cardinals in, in winning teams, the record, we've talked about it, smoke and mirrors because of the division. That That's not going to change. If anything, it's if the situation is going to improve because they're going to have a lot of these teams here once they get done with the Dodgers uh, next week. But overall, even if you're playing poor teams, it's still major league hitters, and yeah. the Cardinals have a pitching situation. When they don't have, and it's not like Wainwright was great on Sunday in Philadelphia, mm-hmm. Sunday night. Uh, if it's not a Michaelis start at this moment, or Palante, actually. Yeah, seriously. Uh, you're really at risk. And the Dakota-Hudson situation is... A little control issue. A lot of control issue, and has, uh, has become a problem, not just in the game that he starts, like last night, but then also it impacts the games the next day and the day after because he doesn't go deep and the Cardinals right. then have to go into the bullpen and the bullpen's already short. So it's a domino effect, and that's a real problem right now. Um, yeah. I don't know what direction they're going to go. We are less than a month away from the trade deadline, but inevitably something will have to be done. Also, the retirement tour uh, is really unique. Part of it's taking place in Puerto Rico. Yep. Yep. And uh, brief Albert, stop, and and Albert Pujols just is it's just not happening, yep. and so um, yeah, it's it's not necessarily where I thought things would be in uh, at this point in the season, and and I suppose record wise, it's about it's about because I thought they'd win in the mid to high eighties. That's yep. what I thought it would be. So they're on pace for that, but the manner with which they're doing it and how. Uh, how pools really it's it's i don't it, you know the analogy that always gets used when you see an older player struggle in his final years willie mays with the mets um and i don't i just don't think that albert pools career will be tarnished 
by what has transpired in 2022. Mm-mm. I don't think people think of Michael Jordan immediately think of the final couple of years with the Wizards, Wizards no. or his owner of the Bobcats <laughs> slash Hornets. Slash yeah. Hornets. Yeah. You know, I don't think that people think of that. No, uh, I don't. I don't think of Magic Johnson. I go, boy, that Magic show. You know, right. So with that said. It's just it really is surprising um, as to how much he struggled. For me, it's surprising. Not to say that I thought he was going to come back and be the guy from 2006. I just didn't think it would be this. And he had a chance last night, and it just didn't happen. And when you fall behind 6 nothing to a team that was on fire in the month of June, carrying it over into the month of July, it's going to be very difficult yeah. to get out of that hole. Yeah, yeah. I think with a, a team with an inconsistent pitching staff like this, and a short bullpen, you're going to get skids where, like like you said, they beat the pod, they sweep the Padres. You're like, oh, maybe this team can get it right. And then they'll play a bunch of good teams, and they'll hit a skid. And that's just going to happen when you don't have consistent starting pitching and your bullpen is already kind of depleted. Yeah, three or four guys you feel good about when they come out of the bullpen. And other than that, it's just patchwork, and they're yeah. letting guys go or sending guys down or yeah. putting them on the IL. Take your pick. Uh, nice round, Jackson. I'd rather hear about that than your jibber-jabber about the NBA. Thanks. That's from the 314. Do you take that as a complimentary text, or do you take that as a critical text? Because I think you could look at it from both perspectives. Backhanded compliment. That'd be a back. Yeah. It's a backhanded con- NBA jibber jabber. I, I would never talk about the NBA. Whatever. Does anybody else think it's strange that Yadier Molina is in Puerto Rico recuperating? Supposedly. Thanks. That's from the three one four. Yes, I do. Yeah. Strange isn't necessarily the word. I recall reading about it uh, for the first time. I feel like two weeks ago. I'd Derek Gould wrote about, about right. it. Yeah. Um, and then it was mentioned again yesterday because the Cardinals called the Boston Romine. Uh, because it just wasn't happening. I mean, I think they're getting like about the catcher's position's hitting about a buck oh nine. I think it is and so one nineteen since June first. It's just an offensive abyss. Yeah. And then if you're not getting anything with the pitchers and framing pitches, I think Marmol and the organization thought, okay, we've got to get something there, even if we're not going to get offense, because it's not like Austin Romine is known no. for raking. No. Although he was hitting decently at AAA. Uh, you just got to get something out of that position in general, defensively right. and with framing pitches. So it is a concern. It is a problem. I suppose if there's something outside of the obvious with Goldschmidt and Arenado with the cycle this over the weekend, uh, and Goldschmidt doing what he's been doing, it's that uh, Juan Yepes is just raking he's another home run hitter. last night. He's such a good hitter. That's that's. I mean, if you, t- now. if you take anything out of the last month and a half of Cardinals baseball. You can at least smile about a couple guys. Like Juan Yepes is certainly one of them. Palante has certainly been a bright spot. Uh, we'll see. He's pitching tonight, so we'll see if uh, you know that continues. But Yepes is such a good hitter, man. Every, even when he you know flies out, he's hitting it hard. He's hitting it hard. I mean, he's that home run last it. night was a rocket. I mean, yeah, he's rocket. It was, really it was like the McGuire 62 home run. It yeah. just had to clear, and it yeah. was an absolute rocket. So that – is encouraging, uh, especially, you know, the reason, I don't want to say the reason, because if I had to bet, I think the Cardinals kind of were interested in bringing back Pools uh, before Yepes struggled in, in spring, but he struggled in spring. And so it kind of opened the door to those conversations, perhaps more so than if he would have been raking like he is now, and they would have been like, well, we don't have a spot. So from that standpoint, you feel like you have a core of an offense that you can really count on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you have other elements of the offense that it just becomes a dead spot in yeah. a lineup, which is consistent with a, a number of major league teams. It's not consistent with the top major league teams. The problem for the Cardinals at this moment is every few days, 
And then back-to-back, oftentimes you have these starts where they don't go deep, and the bullpen, which is already not great, is stretched thin, and then impacts not only that game but the next game, and that's where they are at this moment. So despite that, they're six games over 500. They are five games under 500 against teams that are above 500. Mm -hmm. Um, And so from that standpoint... You can take a look at it and look at it and go, okay, well, they're due to get better once they improve the pitching. But then I think some would go, well, are they really going to be able to improve the pitching? And are they one starter away? They might be more than one right, starter away. Right, Who knows? Who knows exactly? Because who knows what you're going to get from Mats when he comes back? Flaherty is obviously a massive question mark at the moment. So there's so many question marks in general with the starting pitching staff. Uh, the Cincinnati Reds, by the way, are approaching a 333 winning percentage. That's one out of every three games to you and me, Russ, Audrey. And from that standpoint, uh, now that they are 79 games into the season, the question must be posed, will they win 60 games? Because at Boy. this moment, they are trending under 60 games. Yeah, I mean, it is. So therefore, you would be looking at a 100-plus loss season for a team that was in the mix in the playoffs yeah, last year. A bunch of good players they had a bunch of good players but like if you're a cincinnati reds fan or live in cincinnati like and you someone's like hey i got reds tickets for you like are you even considering no that's going? instantaneous that's an insta call no <laughs> right it's like i don't want to go watch that. highlights of the game against the chiefs <laughs> yeah seriously. uh and and and, and a little fun fact because i don't know if it's ever happened before now i think because they'll be able to play each other and by default major league baseball will have to award one of the teams with a win but Theoretically, the Pirates, Cubs, and Reds could all finish with 100 losses. Jeez. Pirates have 32 through 79, 32 wins. Uh, the Cubs have 32 through 80. Uh, so you know, there's your there's your idea of where the the trends are for this the magic that is. Yeah, the National I mean, League Central. If you come in dead last in the National League Central this year. That's right. No, you got to take a hard look in the mirror. That's like, but if, where are we going? If you win the National League Central with three teams with 100 losses, yeah. I don't think, I mean, yes, of course, mathematically, it absolutely can happen, but because those teams play each other. Right. You'd have to think that one of them will. One of them will be able to avoid. Stave off the stave triple off digit losses. losses. That's uh, guys, I haven't bought into the Cardinals for like the past five years. I just don't believe in the strategy of Mo that they are okay with being a middling team caught in the middle, like a lot of teams. That's from the 314. Uh, winning the Central is like a World Series for the front office. That's from the 314. Uh, Tim, in your opinion, do you think they will make a move for a reputable starter before the trade deadline? So the, my answer to that is, deep down, I really am questioning it. On the surface, I really hope they do, because if they don't, and assuming that you have the consistent, the inconsistency, I should say, of the, of the rotation at this moment, at this point in three weeks, I don't know how you don't, because I don't know how they're not near the top of the National League Central and at the very least in a wild card spot. Uh, but... Just recently, I don't know, you know, and I know people don't necessarily rattle off trade deadline years really well, but from my standpoint, the last time they were aggressive, aggressive, was 2009, and they acquired Mark DeRosa and Matt Holliday. Mm -hmm. Uh, They made a move that wound up being a World Series winning move in 2011, but I don't think when the move was made, and that was, here's where I forget somebody inevitably, Zipchinski, Dotel. Patterson, Edwin and Edwin Jackson. Jackson. Yep. 
I don't think people are like, yes, right. on any of those. No. It was more about the fact that Colby Rasmus went away, similar in 2014 when they traded Alan Craig and Joe Kelly and got John Lackey. Yeah. And that, I think, was more about, uh, I mean, I still love the move, by the way, that they were able to unload Alan Craig's contract because they knew they had uh, damaged goods there. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then last year, if you want to spin that into, yeah, they were aggressive. They got, you know, LeBlanc, Lester, and Hap, be my guess. Yeah. But that isn't what happened. That's no. results-oriented. Correct. So the last time they were aggressive at the trade deadline, 13 years ago, from my standpoint. Yep. And will they be even 60% of that? I certainly think they should. Yeah, oh, yeah. Because you know be. you're going to be in contention, and you're in contention not just for the Central, but for the wild card. And it's the final year for Molina and Pujols and possibly Wainwright. I don't know how you wouldn't be. And there's a clear need. So I would think so. But I, it just hasn't happened in so long that I'm kind of, right. you like, know. Like if I had to put money on it. Yeah, if I, I got to put 100 bucks down, where am I going with I would that? say no, just based on past history. But is that because for you, $100 is like a nickel? Right. Well, yeah. I found it in my, uh, just did laundry the other day, and I found 200 in my pocket. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I didn't even realize it. And you're seersuckers. Yeah. <laughs> you can text in 65780. 65780. The best text wins tickets to next week's Bud Bash for the Cardinals and Dodgers on Tuesday, July 12th. And Willie McGee bobblehead night. Tim McKernan, Action Jackson with you. The program is called Balloon Party, also known as the Lil Piddle Show on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Yes, 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 yes. Welcome back, 101 ESPN. My name is Tim McKernan. His name is Jackson Burkett, and he had a pool growing up. That's right. Uh, we'll go to 101ESPN.com right now, Jackson, because the Blues preseason schedule just came out. All the games can be heard right here on 101 ESPN. Things will open up on September 24th at Arizona. And you say, where is Arizona playing these days? Sometimes they're on college campuses. Sometimes they're in buildings that are getting foreclosed on or they're getting kicked out of. Uh, well, this time they will be in Wichita. Oh, jeez. <laughs> My God. Uh, so the Blues will take on the Coyotes in Wichita. Uh, September 26th at Dallas. And then the first time you'll be able to see your 2022-2023 Shane Lewis Blues will be September 29th against CBJ at 7 p.m. Uh, they'll play the Stars in Independence. Big west side of the state campaign in yeah. eastern Kansas. Yeah. Uh, not a coincidence, just like the Blues and uh, Chiefs relationship. Yeah. Uh, October 4th against the Wild. October 6th at Columbus. And then October 8th against the Blackhawks. And then there's a game at Chicago that is to be determined. All of these can be heard on 101 ESPN. Check out the schedule and more information at 101ESPN.com. 101ESPN has your chance to win a four-pack of tickets to next week's sold-out Budweiser Bash for Cardinals and Dodgers on Tuesday, July 12th. Next week's Bud Bash giveaway features a limited edition Willie McGee bobblehead. Get all the details for Budweiser Bash nights at Bush Stadium 
now at cardinals.com slash promotions. The text that Jackson, Jackson unilaterally, by the way, selects as our best text today, wins the tickets for the Bud Bash. Uh, Jackson, how do you feel the uh, texts are? I noticed they're coming in fast and furious. Yes, yeah, a couple of really good ones. I think uh, the winner, the winner's going to have to earn it today. So, yeah, right. There's a lot of competition, a lot of people going low. No doubt. Really, really uh, excited about what's coming in. So, As of right now, the Cardinals are not a playoff team. We need at least two frontline starters and two really good relievers. But is there anything out there? And will Mo give what it takes to get those players? I think not, but we will see in the next few weeks. From my standpoint, with regards to that text, I agree with, with what they need. Um I consider this a defining moment for the Cardinals and their relationship with the fan base um, over the next few weeks, what they do. And as I've said, whenever we talk about the baseball trade deadline, the fact that the Yankees and Mets and the Dodgers, for that matter, and now the Red Sox, are in the spots that they are in only means that the price is going to be higher. Yeah. Uh, that is just a, you know, it would have been lovely if it were like the Royals and the Pirates leading the respective leagues, but it's not. You have the two New York teams, you have the Dodgers, uh, the Red Sox uh, surged after a slow start. You're just going to have, you're going to have major competition. I don't Made, know big how, payrolls too. And that's what I'm saying. Yeah, so it's just going to be, it's a, it's a different element, but you you can't let this kind of core offense with these kinds of circumstances bookending a generation go into September with with what you have. I just right. I can't I just can't see it. Yeah, I mean that there'll be and you know I kind of think that Mo and I'm just speculating here like we'll never sacrifice like he won't make a bad deal just in the sense of doing a deal at the deadline. I agree with that. But at the same time, like something has to get done, so you can't be stagnant at the deadline. You have to be vigilant in the coming weeks of targeting what you want, what your needs are, and finding that, that piece. That, and if you have to overpay a little, I mean, I, you just got to do something. You got to do something. Even though I know that's not been the, the motto over the recent years, you got to do something. Wow. I sent in a positive text, and then Lisa gets all the love. That's cold, Tim and Jackson. That's from the 636. I know you can't see it, but there are a lot of texts coming in, and so we don't get a chance to read them all, although I do feel like Jackson might read them all. Some days. Uh, the, the day, well, Friday when we discussed the ratings for the NBA and NHL. I that, was, that, was, that was, to me, and I know you're working on a resume reel, that to me is the, is the first 20 seconds of your resume reel. Not even a question. I mean, we, we had uh, the Colonel gave D'Arbin on, and while you two were talking, I was just looking at the text. I had a big smile on my face. It was Christmas morning. No dub, boy. Big markets have big payrolls. Thanks, 636. Thank you. Not all the times. The Angels like to spend money on offense. Boy, do they ever. They pass on pitching. <laughs> we pass on pitching. All right, so Jackson's uh, questions uh, today. Now, I like this. And and this, is, this can be uh, audience play along here. We've often discussed how the 2006 and 2011 Cardinals teams that went on world championship runs were outliers who got hot at the right moment. What were some of the factors to both of those championship runs that were catalysts of those teams making a run? What are some sliding doors moments that you can remember that took them from the middle of the pack to champions? That is Jackson's question today. And then the follow-up question is on the heels of my previous question, do you see any similarities 
or comparable DNA in this 2022 iteration of the Cardinals compared to the 06 and 2011 teams? What are some things that are similar and what's different? What moves could be made to become more like those teams? How does the context of the division and front office slash manager position play a factor in your analysis? I like that. That's uh, there, you, We could do a few hours on that. Thank you. So, specifically... On 2006 and 2011, one thing that comes to mind immediately that I feel like that team had, that this team, that those teams had, excuse me, that this team does not, even though statistically you can make a case, maybe they do, he just doesn't have the same reputation, is that team had Chris Carpenter. Right. Uh, And by that team, I keep meaning that, that era of team, 2006-2011. Adam Wainwright wasn't a part of the 2011 Cardinals. He had Tommy mm-hmm. John yep. uh, in spring training. He was in 2006. You may remember him freezing Carlos Beltran and striking out Brandon Inge for the world championship. So different set of circumstances there. The 2016, when you talk to players who were on the 2016, what they say is we, we were a good team. We just all got hurt, and then we all got healthy right at the end, and then they just went on a run. It was one of the first times, it was the only time, actually, that I can remember as a Cardinal fan going into the playoffs that I, it's not that I didn't want to watch it, but I was going into watching that series against the Padres and the NLDS Mm -hmm. going, well, I'll watch it, but they have no chance. Mm -hmm. And then all it takes is winning one game, and it's a best of five, and you go, oh, okay, well, maybe something can happen here. By the time the 2011 NLDS rolled up against the Phillies, I wasn't optimistic, but it had nothing to do with the Cardinals because the Cardinals had been doing nothing but winning for yeah. about a month and a half right at that point. It was about how good the Phillies were. Yep. Much better than Buzz the 2006 up. Padres. I mean, yeah. the 2011 Phillies were one of the greatest teams that I can recall watching. Yeah, jeez. Just their infield alone is... Well, their rotation. <laughs> yeah, was, that too. I mean, yeah. Halliday, Lee, Ugh. Hamels, Oswalt. Yeah, I mean, what in the world? And right. then, yeah, you do go through... Howard, Howard, Utley, Rollins, who am I missing? Victorino in there? Victorino, um, Pence, Worth. God, they were crazy. I feel like I'm still leaving somebody out. Yeah. Uh, So anyway, point being, the Cardinals did indeed get hot. Uh, And I do think that they're, and it it might strike, at this point seem obvious, but at the time when these things were happening, it wasn't. I think the 2004 Red Sox were the first one where people went, yeah, it's not really about what you do for the first six months of the season. It's about mm-hmm. how you are going into October. The right. 2009 Cardinals, which is one of the best Cardinals I think of that certainly doesn't get much attention, they got swept by the Dodgers. They had a really bad month of September. So as far as consistency goes with how you'd compare and contrast, the 2011 Cardinals were on a heater. The 2006 Cardinals were not. Uh-huh. They actually were fighting to maintain their lead and had to have, I think it was a Spezio triple or yeah, something against the Brewers, against the Brewers yeah. to win that division. And But then they all got healthy right as the series against the Padres started. So what parallels can we draw between 2006 and 2011 and 2022? Uh, I would tell you this. Each team has a core of a great deal of talent in the middle of the lineup. And you could say it's top-heavy, and I think you would be able to draw comparisons to 2006 and 2011. I think the Cardinals have had that for the most part, most of the years, not all of the years. That's why they made the Ozuna trade. But most of the years since 2000 with a core in the middle. For a time period, it was Edmonds, Roland, and Pujols. 
and now take your pick of who you would throw in there around. Uh, I mean, I think you might throw you peasant at the moment, yeah. but around uh, Goldschmidt and Arenado. Yeah. Um, and Tommy Edmond. Tommy Edmond will yeah. do his uh, table setting, but as far as the guys who can rake, right. you've had yeah. that core, and then it kind of drops off like a like a bell curve. Um, but the potential is there. Freeze went was not necessarily having like some ridiculous year. Mm. He just got on a heater. Yeah, red hot. Eckstein um, got on a heater. Roland was so bad in the NLCS that Tony Larusa benched him. But then, if it weren't for Eckstein, I think Roland may have been the World Series MVP. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. So it, it it truly is a case of timing. And from from my standpoint, again, I I just have to have some semblance of looking in the mirror on this. I grew up with four teams going to the playoffs. Totally different set of circumstances now. Um, some of you probably grew up with just two teams going to the World Series. You'd win the National League, you're in the World Series. So it's a different set of circumstances. But I liked that because I feel like if you're going to play 162 games and six months of baseball, then the team who is playing the best throughout the course of the year should be the team that wins the championship. And that's just not that those days are gone. Those days are gone beyond baseball. That's mm-hmm. that's that's across the board. Uh, to an extent, it's even in college football now where you have four teams in a playoff. So with that all said... Uh, this team does have that core in the middle that can rake. I don't know if the Cardinals have a guy that you would be like, oh, good, th- th- there's a rain out so they can throw Michaelis again. Right. I don't know. Uh, Michaelis's numbers have been outstanding. I don't know if you view him in that light, but maybe maybe he should be viewed in that light. But Carpenter just had that Chris Carpenter against Halliday. You just knew he was going to grind. Yep, yep. You just knew that he was going to grind. Chris Carpenter starting on short rest in Game 7 of the World Series, you knew he was going to grind. You just know that that's the makeup of him. And to have that is something in Ryan. 2006, even though the names have probably been forgotten at this point, Josh Kinney, mm-hmm. uh, Tyler Johnson, I'm sure Brad Thompson doesn't forget him. They were his teammates, and yeah. he was a part of it. But that bullpen is a huge reason. And Jason Isringhausen deserves a great deal of credit. Even though he wasn't active, he was playing a role leading a bunch of young arms in 2006 through the Padres, through the Mets, and through the Tigers. Yep. So you had that going on. In 2011, the difference was you didn't have guys necessarily going deep into games. You had Tony La Russa kind of doing the first batch of pulling starters early, minus Carpenter, to get the bullpen in, which is what you now see in yeah, Major yeah. League Baseball postseason. Yeah. And what the 2022 Cardinals at this moment would have to do if they were starting the playoffs now. The issue is they don't have the bullpen arms. that, that They have talent, but again, it drops off after you get past three or four guys. So... You know, both of those teams made moves um, to get better, but I don't think either one of them made moves where you're like, oh, that's right. the guy. They There's were no kind of pieces. Yeah. yeah, they were mm-hmm. pieces. They weren't, you know, blockbuster moves. 2009, guy that's up on our television in the studio right now, Mark DeRosa and, and Matt Holiday. those were big-time yeah. moves. And there might have been another one in there that I'm forgetting that wasn't as big as that. But, but the point being... This team, as it's currently constructed, I would be surprised if it could go on that kind of run. But there are four weeks here between now and the trade deadline that can allow them to improve. The issue is 
how many pieces and then with how much competitions there there's going to be with the Mets, the Yankees, the Dodgers, and then whoever else is going to be active in this market and then what the Cardinals are willing to do. But if there's ever a year to do it, it's 2022 with the final year of Pools, Molina, and possibly Adam Wainwright. Your thoughts on the topic? 65780, what do you recall from 2006-2011? What similarities do you see with this team and with those teams? And I also think... If anything, and last year was was the the the, the straw for me. I, I'm going. This team's just they're just not very good. And I'm I'm sitting there. I'm betting listeners that they won't go to the playoffs. And I gave them like I don't even know like ten to one odds or something oh, yeah. like that. I now I capped that. it at a certain number. But uh, and then they win. You know, nearly all of their games <laughs> for an entire month. And I'm just going. I can't. You just can't. You can't predict it anymore. Not no, serious. Yeah. But in this case, they really do have a core of talent that is so good that, that a tandem that you'd put with anybody in baseball and i think on that's that in that sentiment you go well then i don't i don't want to see them waste this because it's not like goldschmidt and arenado are going to be here forever right exactly or 35 yeah, yeah they're all over both over 30 too so you got to capitalize on it yeah. so it's not just about the wainwright pujols molina element it's also about capitalizing on these guys both being healthy both being here and both firing on all cylinders so what will the Cardinals do with it? I'd like to think, again, I'd like to think that they will attempt to capitalize on it. And on top of it, they're in a division where tr- truly you could have three teams finish with 100 losses. So you know you're going to have some time to uh, really feast in the second half of the season when you go through the National League Central. 65780, Air Comfort Service text line. This is Balloon Party on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Your thoughts on that TJ Warren news? 65780. You know, he was so good in the bubble. And then he got hurt with that foot. So I'm wondering what's going to happen this year. One year deal. You never know. So good in the bubble, though. And that's maybe retooling. You never know. They're not going to get screwed with this deal, Tim. They're going to still try to win, even without KD or Kyrie. I digress. No, I was hoping for more. <laughs> I, like everyone in the audience, was hoping for more. 65780 is how you can text into the Air Comfort Service text line. You can compete for these Bud Bash tickets, 101 ESPN, with your chance to win a four-pack of tickets to next week's sold-out Budweiser Bash for the Cardinals and Dodgers on Tuesday, July 12th. Uh, the giveaway is a limited edition Willie McGee bobblehead. So if you wanted to make sure you got one of those, well, here you go. This is your opportunity. Uh, get all the details for Budweiser Bash Nights at Bush Stadium now at cardinals.com slash promotions. There you go. Uh, Jackson, uh, anybody? I mean, you're, you're, you know, it's 1045. Once again, it's 1045. I just realized, <laughs> I just looked at the clock and I go, oh, God, God, I just can't. I can't get on the clock. I can't do it. I feel like I do short segments. Yeah, well, yeah, like relative to what you've done for the 19 years prior, right? They were very much, they're very much short. But yeah, on TMA today, we went from 7:06 to 8:34 yeah. without a break. Yeah, yeah, and kind of effortlessly too. We just yeah. didn't feel like well, that. I think it goes without saying. If it's TMA, it's effortless. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, someone just said, "Who the f is TJ Warren?" <laughs> <laughs> I'd like that person to go to the Bud Bash. It was succinct. <laughs> I mean, a great, great little season in the bubble. Let me ask this question. Sure. I, I, I don't, I, I really try to keep the children away. I'm talking about my sons. Yeah. From 
the right the the, the TMA and, and now the, this the reindeer show. games. Yes, absolutely. So this is a general question. Okay. This is a general question. Sure. And I'm I'm looking for your feedback as a young man, a mm. young strapping boy. That's right. The most eligible bachelor in St. Louis. That's right. Uh, I don't think he's listening, so mm. I think we can ask this. My son's fifth birthday is August 23rd, and uh, he's really big into Legos and construction and building and all that. So my wife was saying we were having uh, went out to dinner on Sunday night uh, over the three-day weekend. She goes, how would you feel about taking him up to Chicago Ooh. to go to Legoland yeah. for one day for his birthday? Uh-huh. Just one day, because we you know, we have a five-month-old, so it's not like we can just hang out. Right. Five-month-old stays back with her parents uh-huh. here. And then also take him to a Cardinals-Cubs game. Wow. But his now he's gone. He's When we're in Jupiter, he's gone to Cardinals games at Roger Dean. But that I don't count that as an official first game. Uh-huh. Is it improper to have his first Cardinal game be at a visiting ballpark, specifically Wrigley Field. And we kind of talked through this, and my wife asked, does that bother you? And I said, I don't I don't think so, but is that not the right move? I think it's a great move. You think it's a great move? Yeah. Get to go to Legoland, go to your first Cardinal game at a legendary stadium like Wrigley Field, why do you hate Bush Stadium? I love Bush Stadium. Mm, your voice got high, though. But that was built in 2006. I mean, Wrigley Field's been, I mean, that's a staple in baseball history. So to go there, Chicago's great in the summer. Yeah, I, I would say that's a rock-solid idea. And, and something that he would look back on and be like, man, I'm really, that was really cool. I, I'm trying to think if I remember my fifth birthday. I think I do. Was that like j- j- gymnastics place? I assume place? it was at St. Louis Country Club. Right, well, SCLCC was booked. In the men's card room. No, it was booked, so we went to Log Cabin, played nine, Shot 65 that day on nine. And then, uh, and then yeah, had uh, Spider-Man there. But uh, I think that's a great idea. Okay. I actually do. I really think that's a good idea. All right. Idea. Yeah. Okay. That's something you'd be like, so where's my first Cardinal game, Dad? I was like, oh, is it Wrigley Field, Cardinals-Cubs? That's a cool story. All it's right. a really cool it story. He probably is going to be more excited about Legoland, honestly. Uh, which is acceptable. Tim, Legoland's why don't you get cool. him a TJ Warren Lego kit? Get him a TJ. To me, that person now needs to go. to. I think we have a lot of people. We just need a section for the Bud Bash with our texters. <laughs> Roped off. And then you can sit there and be the VIP guest. I'll need my shin guards. I'll get slide tackled so much. He's five. He's only going to remember Legoland, asshat. That's from the 618. Well, should have anticipated that one coming. Uh, great idea. Take him to Legoland and then to the worst pisshole in baseball. That's from the 314. Tim, that's great. He'll get to experience his first urine trough. Yeah, that's true. Make make sure to remind him it's not a sink. Boy, I got to tell you something. I I think he'll be really comfortable because this guy, <laughs> from being out on the golf course, just I mean, he's just he's very comfortable. I had to break through last year with like we're out. I can't I can't take you home because you have to go one right. We're, there's a there's a lovely tree. Take a look at this wonderful foliage. <laughs> this is our restroom. Right. Get comfortable. Now he's so comfortable that I, I like, you know, right outside the pro shop, and we got a situation. And I feel like I'm be gonna be asked to leave the premises. <laughs> keep so I would imagine the Wrigley Field urine troughs will be just fine for It'll him. Be right at home. 
Uh, Tim, the only issue with the first game at Wrigley Field is no one will cheer when he expects to. Better atmosphere at home when everyone cheers. That's from the 314. I got to tell you, based on how bad the Cubs are, though, there probably will be more Cardinal fans there. And I think August 23rd, my wife was saying it's a doubleheader. It's a oh, make update. Little twin bill. Little twin bill. Yeah, that's great. I think that's perfect. Also, I wonder, I guess maybe we'd go to Legoland during the day. Yeah, and, and then, then go... uh, the nightcap. Wow. How do you do? That'd be a great day. So you're on board with this. That'd be a great day now, let alone when I'm five. Right. Yeah. Legoland You'd like to go cool. to Legoland because of the TJ Warren Lego kit. If it's there, pick it up. A little collectible. Uh, Tim, great idea. My son's first Cardinals game was at Kaufman when he was one and a half years old. He's now been to Bush Stadium. That's from the 314. Uh, as a father of three boys, all grown, and a 12-year-old grandson, Wrigley, is a great call. Well, my wife deserves the credit for that. That's That was not uh, yeah. That was not my call. Because in my mind, I'm like, oh, we can't leave them. We can't leave the five-month-old. Right. I mean, he's probably not going to go anywhere, to be honest with you. <laughs> right. He'll probably be exactly where he was when we left. Yeah. But, you know, he probably needs to dine. One would think. You right. Get those automatic... my wife at this moment is very important to his dining experience. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah, You see? You can get those automatic fears that they have for cats. That's right. Uh, Tim, I'll be your bodyguard to protect the greatest broadcaster in our history. That's from the 417. Yeah, I, pl- I play well in Springfield, Missouri. <laughs> uh, Tim, Jackson being on board should let you know all you need to know. You don't want your son to grow up being a pretentious yuppie, do you? That's from 314. No. Yeah, take that if you want. Uh, Tim, I'm pretty sure your son is a great kid despite having you as a father. All I can say is get them from Legos or something he can build. After all, he got a tour for a dad. Tim, the tool man, McKernan. He got a tour. Huh, I'm trying to figure out what the autocorrect was on there. Mm. He got you for dad? Maybe that's what it was? I think the biggest problem was that this was a bad text. <laughs> that's, how would, that's how I'd chalk that one up. <laughs> Tim, just leave the T.J. Warren highlight reel on for the five-month-old when you go. <laughs> I mean, I'm just absolutely exploding the bubble. Huge bubble performance. The Pacers. So I'll say to my wife, hey, before we go, put on this YouTube of T.J. Warren going off in the bubble in yeah. 2020 for our yeah. five-month-old. If I had to rank bubble performances top three, I'd go D-Book 1, Dame Willard 2, TJ Warren 3. Nice. Their, their rankings. Do you agree? Uh, Tim, when you go to Chicago, be sure not to come back. That's from the 636. <laughs> Sit in the bleachers so your son can see the snake of beer cups and who the F is TJ Warren. <laughs> you guys got to learn. TJ Warren's a good ball All player. Right, I assume we have oh, yeah, to run this 10-52. I was about I to just, say. Just cut my mic. For real. Just cut my mic and start playing commercials. It's the Little Piddle Show here on 101 ESPN. Right back to the balloon party on the Tim McKernan podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Well, the players have run out of time with poor clock management. Uh, Jackson, who wins our Bud Bash tickets today here on 101 ESPN? We got a winner. His name is Connor. And uh, he described me as the Dakota Hudson of radio producers. You know, I kind of went on a little soliloquy about... Dakota Hudson's control issues, and he equated me to being the Dakota Hudson of radio producers. So for that, you get four tickets. Well, I think we had much better. I mean, listen, I'm a big Connor guy. Through I'm a Connor guy. I'm a Lisa guy. Yeah, everyone knows that too. But but I think we had a lot of great candidates today, and I think listen, you know, I I feel like Kanye and, and your Taylor Swift, and I and I respect it. 
but I think it was the wrong selection. Uh, Good thing for Action Jackson to keep us informed on the bubble MVPs. Go blow some bubbles into that in-ground pool fancy pants. That's from the 618. (laughs) That's how we'll end it today. BK and Ferrari are coming up next. For Action Jackson, I'm Tim McCurney. This has been Balloon Party on 101 ESPN. You've been listening to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes. From running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you. As an Alliant Energy representative, I really enjoy helping businesses save. Today, I visited a business that asked for a free energy audit. After walking through their facility, I let the customers know how much money and energy they could be saving. Plus, I gave them an action plan detailing how to improve their energy efficiency. I showed them how they could save even more with rebates from Alliant Energy on equipment upgrades. If you are interested in saving energy and money, schedule a free energy audit at AlliantEnergy.com slash energy audit.